Hello and welcome to the 24th episode of Shopify Crypto Night. This one will be for the bigger corporations out there or bigger companies. We're going to be talking about direct to consumer, uh, how you can do it and especially why you should do it. My name is Teemu Tolonen and I have a great colleague Mikko Rekola. Welcome Mikko. Thank you and hello brother. <laughs> it's always good to see you and I think we're going to be doing again an interesting episode of, of an interesting topic. We've been working quite a lot with the, uh, the D2C things or D2C related things in the past years. Before we go into the actual agenda or the topic, do you have a surprise tip of the week for us this week? Definitely. I have everything you need. So the tip of the week uh, this week would be that um, when you find that amazing Shopify store, how can I do the same for me? How can I replicate the store? And there are different types of apps and browser extensions where you can actually sneak that what's the theme and, and what kind of like logic there is behind that. And, and one is named Koala Inspector. Um, so you can install that to your Chrome app and by that you will see that what theme they are using, what uh, Shopify apps they are using and even some basic information about their products and their average orders. So uh, if you are into Shopify stores willing to dig deep and you don't have the access to the store, you're not the store owner, you want to fi find more information. So Koala Inspector is one of your best buddies. Spooky. <laughs> I, I would be, well, obviously there are hardly no things or really a limited number of things that you can do really uniquely. So I think it might be a good idea that you can have a look on the things that you admire from the other shops and then maybe not replicate them exactly, but at least partly put them in place in your shop as well. But about direct to consumer, what do you think, if, if we are talking about bigger corporations, what's the first place where we should start? Awesome question. So um, the first question typically being asked is that, that what does actually drive the consumer bring to the table? And then secondly, how do I add value? What's the value that the consumer will bring, uh, bring to me? So uh, if you look at, at the majority of like, uh, these more traditional brands or bigger brands, they must have had their warehouses by themselves, but they have all outsourced those uh, to, to retailers and try to get like rid of the fact that they would sell directly to the consumer. That's this they seem or, or was seen in the past as action done by small merchants or small brands. So if you are big, then you try to just... Uh, uh, focus on the brand and brand work and and, and that st sort of stuff, but not exactly like the manual selling of products. However, this uh, new like our consumer trend online um, done in past years has uh, again like changed everything. But it's all about the value. How do I add value to my my clients? What's the value of a direct to consumer store? What would you respond to those? That's a I would start absolutely from the value discussion. And usually we've been now doing cases where we consult with the customers for like four weeks or five weeks that we actually create the concept first. So I cannot emphasize enough the importance of the concept. 
So the concept is the thing that's going to bring the value for the for the customer who's going to actually do the purchases from the shop. And I think there's many ways how you can approach the the concept thing, but I would kind of first go deep into the the consumer kind of point of view. That how are they using the products? How are the how are they doing the consumption of the product? Is there anything in the retail that's kind of lacking the support for the use of the product? And they're kind of think that how we could help the customers to have a better customer experience, how we can help their everyday life with the new concept that we can easily do with the Shopify ecosystem. And I can give you an I can give you an example that I've used with with a couple of customer conversations. And this is about this is about pet food. So I, I used to be a dog owner. My, my dog is now passed away. But when I was a dog owner, I was interested in the uh, in the food that they eat. So I didn't go and buy the cheapest thing at the uh, the supermarket because I think my dog had some kind of allergies and then he wanted to. Well, I, I wanted him to kind of feel good and then make sure that the, the food wasn't giving any problems. But there was always the same kind of pattern how I made the purchases as a customer. So when I find when I found the uh, the uh, kind of the smaller uh, special retailer that was kind of offering me the other uh, frozen goods, uh, I went there every two weeks and I bought the exact same three boxes of of those frozen meat and, and veggie combinations and, and the, the fish and veggie combinations. And, and I always did it every two weeks, the same three boxes. And that was a time of my life when I was like, everything had to be in my calendar or otherwise I would have forgotten it. So I, I had this iPhone application that always reminded me every second Friday afternoon when I was driving past that particular store that I need to go in and get those three boxes. And it, it's kind of a hassle that you kind of, it's, it's a stress thing that you, you, you have to remember it. Otherwise, my, my dog wouldn't have anything to eat or at least anything that he, he would have wanted to eat. So if we take that example and we go to the online world, how easy it would be actually to create a subscription service where the dog owner or the cat owner, or I don't know if we have any sheep owners or any kind of pet that you, you have, you could create a bundle of a products that would be delivered to your home door every two weeks, every three weeks, or you can you can modify the contents or you can modify the interval that the, the products are, are shipped to your door. And you can obviously, if you are on a holiday, you can pause the service and you can probably create a heck of a lot more added value into the concept by mm -hmm. offering kind of guidance what the dog should be actually eating or, or like things things in that nature. So and that's that's a kind of a for me that's an easy example how you could do kind of disruption in the market that has been kind of stable for, for years. And I don't think that the uh, the generation or, or people that are like 45 or younger would need that much even kind of um, they, they wouldn't hesitate that they would do their first purchase online and if the service goes well I think they will be really easily committed into that kind of service and there you go like easy steps to create added value for the customer 
uh, make their life easier and then kind of start with with an easy setup and then kind of create additional things for for the service layer or for the content that you can do on the site. How right. does it sound? It sounds really good. And I like the idea that there's this kind of like new concept where I can use like subscription e-commerce, which by 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 default, I feel that is amazing and is the future of 2020s yes. e-commerce. But then again, like uh, like throwing in uh, some hurdles for you as, as uh, if I would be a brand owner, I would be like, okay, but yeah, but what, what about my like value chain? I've tried to get rid of all the physical hassle. Uh, I don't yes. want to have a warehouse. I don't want to see the physical goods. I'm the brand owner. My 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 thing is that I already have like a very good network of retailers. They are bringing me the value. And the only thing that I want to do in house is like count my money and then have some way in ways like improve the brand and make sure that the customers are happy. I want to do customer studies. So uh, yeah. why should I yeah. go there? Or can you yeah. help me in any way? Yes, you're absolutely right on the money. And I think that the part of the consultation that we've done for our customers has been actually setting up the structure of the business. So this is for all of the business owners or, or brand owners that are listening to this episode. If you are thinking something in, in kind of creating, uh, creating a new direct-to-consumer concept, the first thing you should do is to kind of ditch the corporation mindset. Make sure that you don't tell about the idea to too many people in, in the start, build the idea in a way that it's going to be basically an external division, like a new business division that you can do the pilot in. And this means that you can outsource kind of all of the things that you don't want to do. You're going to be the brand owner. You're going to be the one who's going to run the whole show and make sure that the way how the, the design is done, the, the emails that the customers get or the, the small notes that are included in the packages, those are going to be your responsibility. But the warehousing, the shipping, maybe even the customer acquisition, find a partner that can serve you in a kind of a lean and scalable way. Don't try to kind of twist your current organization to kind of handle this new lean and mean approach. Find a partner that can help you and then where you can start basically next week if, if you want to because it's not, it's not that difficult it's about if we, if we have a look in if we, if we have a look on, on warehousing and shipping you're going to need a warehouse and you're going to need somebody to ship the order it's not that complicated and then if your current warehousing is is made for palais and then shipping the palais for for your retailers forget about that and when you've kind of graduated in the phase where you've have a pretty good idea, uh, you have the partners available in the network, that would be kind of the point where I would start the discussion internally and then show other people in the organization that, what do you think about this? We could <laughs> kind of get this going and in six weeks, we would get the pilot done, we would own the data. And I think this is where the, this is the part where I'm gonna throw the, uh, the ball back to you. So if we've kind of, now are in the part where we are trusting the concept. We know how we can set it up as a business. What do you think, Mikko? What are the, the things that the, uh, the, the corporate business owner can achieve from the new pilot? Right. Uh, that's like very good, good point. So then I, I, I jump back to the value discussion. 
that we can actually like offer value and then what type of value there is like tremendous value when you are directly in touch with the client you will for the first time in most cases know the actual client uh, you get feedback you get all sort of data you actually understand that what the clients are so that's one of the struggle that you've had distributors you get sort of the sort of very vague data that it's a city person might be a woman might be a man uh, that's not the data that you are happy with as a brand owner you want to have as precise data as possible and then the possibility that you can have like one-on-one -on -one discussion and communication directly with the client and not just that but combining that with all the sales style data, customer lifetime value, that kind of discussion. So as example, I've learned out of some brand cases that they have thought that this kind of segment is their core segment. They have been discussing with these clients and they have been very happy with the brand and they're like, we are doing amazing. However, when they started to do direct to consumer, they figured out that our core segment is something else. And it's a segment that we didn't kind of like realize that that existed. And those weren't that happy because they have different type of needs than that one segment that is like the very posh and polished uh, who are like saying that your product is amazing. Uh, so this brings you closer to the clients and this definitely like gives you an amazing boost of information. And then it's sort of like your job to make most out of that. Um, and that being said that we are from North Europe where people are typically like just happy when you get sales hey, I got sales, but I didn't learn anything from the sales. Why did they choose us? Why did they get back to us? Why did they choose our brand over, over another that is like 25% cheaper? Um, what are the things that they value about us? Those are the basic questions we uh, push our, our merchants to ask from their clients because that brings the actual value. And when utilized correctly, this can be like an amazing boost for, for sales and, and business development for the very future. Exactly. I wouldn't underestimate the importance of the sales because you're going to probably need it in the internal discussions that you can kind of justify the case. But I cannot agree more about the, the value that comes with the data. You can you can create a stronger brand with, with the data that you're going to learn from the, uh, the direct-to-consumer pilot or the new concept. And you can use the same data, but you can do better decisions in the retail network as well, like having a decision what kind of products you're going to actually have on the shelves or what do you think that the customers will do next when they purchase a single product. So uh, this is your only chance where you can get it. And then you can get it really cost efficiently. If you go into the daily retail and you try to buy the data, it's basically, how should I put it? Almost like blind data. So it's, it's kind of pretty hard to get the analytics from the data and, and it's shit expensive. Like you have to spend so much money even any, any data that you can buy from the retail. So with this, if you are not considering D2C at the moment. Have a careful look again, because we really, really strongly believe that you absolutely should. Uh, we, we're going to be happy to help you along the way. Definitely. And I want to add one more case. I was once flying in the States from, from one, one big city to another, and I was sitting on the plane next to a sales rep from a small company 
selling world famous ketchup. Why are people buying Heinz ketchup? And the, the explanation he gave me is that because we exist, because we are the best, we are the most amazing. And I was like, is that the actual reason why they keep purchasing your product? Uh, I would doubt it. So as, as a brand owner, even though I would have 100 years history, 150 years history, I would be the star in that segment. I would definitely want to have the real reasons why people keep repurchasing us, why people keep loving us decade after decade. What are the actual reasons? Because that then brings you the value. And, and that, that's sort of the issue with many big, big brands, why they didn't at some point start to go down is that they don't like respect the clients enough. They're like, hey, we have already sold this to everybody. We are the best. Yeah. But what does it mean that you are the best? There's one mobile phone operator that used to operate from Finland that could go into that category. But that's a discussion we would, we probably don't want to go into <laughs> in this episode. But I think I hopefully everyone who has been listening has been now kind of getting a grasp on the idea that what you can do with the direct-to-consumer and why you should do it. Uh, I think if you didn't didn't get it, we're, gonna, we're kind of passionate about the whole, whole D2C. If you have any questions, just shoot them below in the YouTube channel or contact us directly at Woolman. Thank you. Have a nice day. Take care. Bye-bye.